This episode is brought to you by Kamlan. Kamlan is a post-apocalyptic urban fantasy podcast inspired by folklore and Arthurian legends. It's written and directed by Ella Watts, who you may know from her work from Doctor Who Redacted and Eliza, A Robot Story, and produced by Amber Devereaux at Tin Can Audio. Y'all, this is one of my favorite new podcasts. I am so excited for you to hear it. It's tightly written with mythic weight and personal stakes and just absolutely gorgeous sound design. Go subscribe to Kamlan, that's C-A-M-L-A-A-N, wherever you're listening to this, and stay tuned at the end of the episode for a trailer for the show. Hi there, this is Jeffrey, executive producer of Unwell. Did you know that we have Unwell merch? You can find it on our website at unwellpodcast.com. We have merch from the 75th annual Mount Absalom Celery Festival with a beautiful and slightly creepy illustration of a celeriac root. There are coffee mugs with Abby's rules about small talk in the morning. And there's a couple of cool interpretations of our show art if you want to rep Unwell in the meat space. We are super proud of all this merch, and we hope you'll like them too. Head to our website at unwellpodcast.com to check them out. You sound certain. I'm only telling you what I know from experience. This is a flurry, that's all. Three inches tops. Well, you keep the almanac, so I'd say you're the expert. Should we go in? No, no, let's wait for Chester. He'll pout if he's not here for your first time inside. The Great Blizzard of 78. Dayton got hit with a foot. Parts of Michigan got walloped. Muskegon, I heard, got 50-something inches over two days. I was a little girl at the time. I got so excited when I heard how bad it was. Because we'd never had a snow day home from school before, and surely, <laughs> surely, this was it. Four inches. Four, Rudy. No snow day for little Hazel. But that's not Absalom for you. Who can complain? Just enough summer for the swimming pool, just enough winter for the sled. Great thing to put on a brochure. Hmm. Three inches. And it probably won't stick. Wonder if it has something to do with your sewer system. What? Sorry, I'm late. I know, sorry. All this snow, right? Can't be too careful driving. Look at it all. I bet we get eight or nine inches tonight. Have you been here long? A minute or two. And you waited. Well, you didn't have to do that. I know. I'm very generous. Shall we? Oh, of course. Get out of this avalanche. Rudy. Allow me to... Welcome to the August Hall of the Delphic Order. Good. Wonderful, everyone. Great warm-up. Exceptional tone, solid breath control. Oh! Absolutely agree. Hazel, good evening. 
suits, people. On the road in five minutes. The carolers sound lovely, Joanne. Great job getting them in shape for the season. Thank you. They worked hard. This is... This is Dr. Rudolphus Pelton. Rudy, please. The astronomer who's been restoring the observatory. Oh, of course. I heard about your accident. My husband Alden told me you were touch and go for a minute there. Alden. Alden. He's the one who... Drove you to the ER. Yes! Joanne? Joanne. Please do pass along my thanks. I don't think I said it properly at the time. Let him know whatever he needs. I owe him. Point of beer or a point of blood, as my friend Andrew used to say. My, you're a charmer. I like this one, Hazel. Glad to hear it. You see, Rudy I- is here tonight to be initiated into the Delphic Order. Is that right? What wonderful news. Hazel, I don't recall the last time we initiated a new member who wasn't already family. Neither do I, come to think of it. It's very rare. Hazel tells us you're doing wonderful things at the observatory. I do my best. Please let me say that I am both honored and thrilled to have been extended an invitation. Such a gentleman. Don't get many of those around here, do we? Isn't that the God's honest truth? Chester, maybe you should take notes. All right, folks. Out to the vans. Let's spread some holiday cheer. It's cold out there, so remember to keep your lips limber. Drive carefully. Looks like 10 to 12 inches out there. Everyone here seems very friendly. And on pitch. What do you call this building again? The August Hall. August the month or August the adjective? The adjective. Like, distinguished? I didn't want to assume. You know how there's an October palace in Kiev? Incredible acoustics. Anyway, I like your space. That's all I'm saying. The central hearth is a great touch. Makes the whole room feel like a Viking hall. Viking in a good way. The warmth and camaraderie. Not the raiding and pillaging. Rudy? Sorry. New experiences make me chatty. It's very endearing. Have a seat. Eager to learn more, that's all. Yes. Why is that? Hmm? Now that you're here, now that you're seeing our inner workings, I need you to be forthright with me. Why do you wish to join the Delphic Order? Hazel, you're being... Shh! Oh no, don't you shush me. We're not in your library. I have as much right to speak in here as you do. Dr. Peltham, I don't know what expectations you had when you asked to learn more about us. Perhaps you thought we were just another social club like others in the Midwest. Elks or moose or another large, dumb, hooved animal. We are not that. No, I'd say that was crystal clear. Then you understand how much influence we wield in Mount Absalom. Sure do. And how long we have wielded it. Not the exact time frame, but I get that it's been a stretch, sure. So you can understand why I'd be suspicious? Especially knowing how fond you are of Dot Harper? Because it was never the town that wanted Finwood House, was it? Nah, it was you bunch. The Delphic Order. Mayor Lopez was reading his lines while you were pulling his strings. In a manner of... Wait, no, mixed my metaphors there. He was, he was doing his dance while you were pulling his strings. So in spite of our... Well, in spite of Chester's failed attempt to procure Fenwood, you'd still ask to join the Order? I would. Why? I see what the confusion is here. Allow me to clarify. When you do what I do, and I don't mean astronomy in general, I mean astronomy the way I do astronomy, sometimes you're being asked to set up an office at a prestige university and deliver a few hours of lectures per semester. 
but other times you're sneaking into a bell tower with a pen light and a notepad so you can chicken scratch a star chart before the guard comes back around. You feel me? And then there are other times. Times when, say, you want to do a six-month study of the sky above Caltabalotta, Sicily, and the best way to make sure nobody bothers you is to get good and copacetic with the province mayor to make sure he's keeping certain criminal elements in line. I'm sorry, are you comparing the Delphic Order to the Mafia? No. When did I say he was Mafia? Because he's from Sicily, he's automatically Mafia? That's racist, Chester. I, I didn't mean... Wait, is it? He wasn't Mafia, he was just corrupt. That's not what I'm calling you, and they prefer Cosa Nostra. I understand you, Rudy. You need access to our resources and our knowledge. Exactly that. So no matter how upset I still am over what you tried to do to Dot, I also know I need you if I want to do my research. You make peace with the local power structure, and the power structure takes care of you. Like, say... When you need help obtaining a custom-built telescope lens? Or when you suffer a severe concussion in a secluded observatory? I don't think that's racist. Rudy. Yes, Hazel. I'm satisfied. That's a relief. So, I'm in then? Let's not call it in just yet. Let's say you get to walk through another door. Okay. Follow me, please. Oh, you meant another door literally. I'm coming too. I never said you couldn't. Even if you had. Now's not the time, Chester. Come if you're coming. Certainly are a lot of creepy basements in this town. I, for one, find a great deal of comfort and security in our basement. It used to be a bomb shelter, you see. When the Delphics took it over, we built up from it to establish the August Hall. Why was there a bomb shelter here? Ah, uh, previous mayor, he built it. Death Ray Mayor. Yes. You probably have a complete picture by now. Hazel, where are we going? The library. The library? Oof, I'm lost. I thought that was miles from here. You really built a tunnel that goes that far? I don't mean that library. Ah, yes, got it. The special collection. How does everybody know about that? Abby told me. And how does Abby know about that? I'm not sure they did. I think they just went on a hunch that all libraries have a special collection. Which is true, no? Perhaps. But special is a very broad term, Rudy. There's the public collection, there's the special collection, and then there's what I keep down here. You'll find that everything about Mount Absalom has levels, and the Delphic Order has the most intricate levels of all. This is your office? As I told you, levels. In this hall, we are a community group. At the town hall, we are a political group. Beneath both of those, however, we are a spiritual group, and we oversee the greater mysteries of Mount Absalom. I would not call this my office, Rudy. This is a chamber. Soundproof? A hundred percent. For telling secrets? For telling some of them. Can I just say... This is exactly what I hoped it would be. Soundproof underground chamber? Dark, ominous declarations of power? Those little, what are they, dioramas of the town? What's in this bottle? Don't touch that. Have a seat, Rudy. Please tell me you're going to read something from the big book over there. I am, in fact. Then, do not let me stop you. 
I'm going to read this to you the way it was read to me. As all prospective initiates in the Delphic Order have had it read to them. Do you agree to listen to the story I tell? Oh, yes, I do. More so than listen. Do you agree to hear the story I tell? I do. More so than hear, do you agree to trust the story I tell? Yes. And more so than listening, hearing, or trusting, do you agree not to repeat the story I tell to anyone outside of the Order? I agree to that. Good. Then I may share with you the story of the Delphic Order. Don't interrupt, Chester. I apologize, Hazel, I do, but are you going to play the music? Oh. Uh, no, I wasn't planning on it. I've been thinking lately that it's a bit much. I don't know that I'd say that. Hmm. I would very much like to hear this with the music. Well, all right then. As all citizens of Mount Absalom know, our settlement was established by the pioneers who were led to this valley by the lonesome Reverend Silas Lodge. Working hand in hand, they accepted and nourished the gifts of this rich earth. They were rewarded with the bounty of this hale and verdant land, and in their satisfaction saw fit to remain and to prosper. Even after the Reverend died, we sought to maintain his principles of generosity, invitation, and fellowship that had built the town in the first place. And what was once a mere camp became a thriving township. But let me tell you now what the Delphic Order knows of Mount Absalom. For even as the folk of Mount Absalom sowed the land and reaped its harvest, the keen eyes of our founders observed that the land was unique for its soil and for the position it seemed to hold in the vastness of creation. Mount Absalom was not only a land of life, you see. Mount Absalom was a land beyond life. Ghosts! You're talking about ghosts. Shh! The roads and structures of Mount Absalom had revealed themselves to be the dominion of unquelled souls. At first, the founders were concerned what this might mean for the souls of the living. But they soon recognized that no valley of the damned would also provide such plenty. Mount Absalom was not a settlement that strayed close to hell, no. It was a settlement that touched the veil of the heavens. And the founders agreed that we could coexist and protect the spirits by whatever means possible. Except... For one... For the Reverend Silas Lodge did not see the presence of the spirits as an extension of our good fortune, but as a harbinger of doom. Driven to madness, Lodge anointed himself the Revelator, and rebelled against the people to whom he had once provided relief. Blasphemy and chaos followed, abetted by citizens who had fallen under his sway. To resist the violence of the formerly right Reverend, the Founders created the Delphic Order. And then, aided by ancient ritual and the grace of this land, they cast the Revelator beyond the borders of Mount Absalom, never to return. There, in the wilderness, 
did he and his twisted gospel perish. But Mount Absalom, as I told you, is a dominion of unquelled souls. The anger of Silas Lodge could not be denied by mere death. The forests burned with his rage, and the waters echoed with his condemnation. For generations since, the Delphic Order alone have reinforced the barriers that keep his uneasy specter at bay. The Delphic Order alone provides vigilance. In Mount Absalom, all good things may grow in light and warmth, yet all things that grow in the summer are fearful at the return of winter. Therefore we, the Delphic Order, commit ourselves to being the gardener at the gate, ever watchful of the imminent frost. Eminent frost? Imminent. Soon to arrive. Can I see the book? No. For now you accept that I hold the knowledge. Consider me the well from which you may draw that knowledge. So, I can ask you anything? You may ask. But I may not always answer. Fair. It's a lot. I know. I hope it helps you to understand, Rudy, how much trust we have decided to place in you and how seriously we hold you to your oaths. Wouldn't you agree, Chester? Hmm. You know, Hazel, I think you were right. The music was a bit much. What? Probably should have gone with your gut. Now you just wait a minute. You know what else is a bit much? You changing the story the way you did. Changing the story? I didn't change... You thought I wouldn't notice. Notice what? You seem to forget that my grandfather used to do what you're doing right now. That these chambers used to be his chambers. I haven't forgotten anything of the kind. I both respect and honor the time that Arthur Warren spent serving in this role. Then perhaps you didn't imagine that I've heard this story before. Several times. From him. What? He... He brought you into... No, not in here. But sometimes my mom would ask him to put me to bed. And I'd ask Grandpa Art for a story... And this was the only story he really knew, so I heard it a bunch. Your grandfather told you that as a bedtime story? Yeah, look, it was a different time, and he was a man of it. That was unwise. Maybe. But he figured I'd hear it eventually. It's a Warren family birthright, after all. You said, The anger of Silas Lodge could not be denied by mere death. The forests burned with his rage, and the waters echoed with his condemnation. I did. That's not what's written there, is it, Hazel? Is it, Hazel? Chester. The disappointment of Silas Lodge could not be denied by mere death. The forests burned with his sorrow, and the waters echoed with his lamentation. Is that a little closer, Hazel? Is that, in fact, exactly what's written there? Yes. Those do mean different things. So you decided to do a little revision on it because... Because it's obviously incorrect. Incorrect. You're calling one of our foundational texts a text that you are in charge of incorrect. Because it's obviously incorrect. Just those three words. I've read them so many times and they've never once made sense. Sorrow? Disappointment? The forests around Mount Absalom burned, Chester. That's clearly the revelator's rage. I just... I just assumed that the words in the book were chosen because of the sensibility of the time when the book was written. Like, 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 like Jane Austen, or... Jane 
Austin. You know what I mean. I really don't, Hazel. What I do know is that it sounds more to me like you've decided you not only keep and read the words of the Delphic Order's sacred books, but that you get to interpret them according to your own agenda. How dare you? How dare I? Hi, listen, uh, should I maybe step outside? This all seems a little above my pay grade. Yes, Rudy, perhaps you should. I disagree. I think Rudy needs to see this. I think Rudy should be able to know what he's signed up for. Eyes wide open. Rudy is a new... Do you know, Rudy, when I told Hazel that I thought you might be exactly the sort of person we should invite into the Delphic Order, do you know what she said to me? No. What? Excellent idea, Chester. In fact, I'd like to handle him personally. Because you're a guest in our town, and it's only right that the head of our order... Mislead you about the Order's foundation story? No! Can you imagine, Rudy, if I hadn't been here to correct the record? Hazel, you gotta admit... You asked me to trust the story you were telling me, and then you didn't tell me the story the way it was written. Even for a group that keeps a lot of secrets, this is pretty shady. I apologize. This shouldn't be how any new member is brought into the Order. I forgive you. I assume it's very stressful that the Revelator is walking among us. You know about that? I've met him. When was this? He came to Fenwood for Thanksgiving. Wait, what? 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 He did what? He and Dot had a tense sort of thing. Not the most dramatic Thanksgiving dinner I've been to, but it was up there. Twice, then. He's growing bolder, Hazel. You've met him, too? He appeared at Dot's Halloween party. In costume? No, it just says himself. I suppose that's scary enough. Yes, it was. Did he say anything we should know? There was a lot of talk about boundaries and rituals that I didn't fully understand. He did say one thing I'd never heard before that the one who blooms wanted to meet with Lily. The one who blooms? Are you sure you heard that correctly? Positive. Not the one in the night? No. Blooms. Why, does it mean something to you? It doesn't. That's what worries me. The one who blooms... Why didn't you tell us this before? I didn't know your relationship with him before. Now I do. You see how this works, Chester? We learn from each other. The one who blooms... Chester, I'm going to need to do some more research. It's probably going to take up quite a bit of my time. Would you please make sure Rudy has what he needs to finish his orientation? Happy to. What time is it? Oh, my goodness. We should head back upstairs. Nope. Actually, the two of you head upstairs. I'm going to look through a few things down here first. I'll join you shortly. Is there... is there, like, paperwork? There's a book upstairs. He'll sign it. I'll take care of it. Yes. Thank you, Chester. Please do. Close the door behind you, please. You're taking this all pretty well. I'd known I'd be joining the Order since I was eight, and I still found it overwhelming. You're forgetting I was raised in a commune. I'm used to a lot of arbitrary rules and complicated lore. So, at least that turned out to be good for something. I was watching you during the recitation. You seemed very affected by it. Hazel's a good narrator. I bet she's a hit with the kids during story hour. I'm serious, Rudy. When she spoke of the veil between heaven and earth, I saw a shadow cross over your face. That, yes. Something about the image reminded me of my mother. Your mother? Another time, Jester. All right. You know what's under the observatory, don't you? We figured it was a church of some kind. On account of you calling it Chapel Hill. It wasn't just a church. 
It was his church, Silas's church. After the founders cast him out, they removed all trace they could of him. So you buried the church? Tearing it down or burning it seemed... Improper. Right. Hazel said that Silas had followers. What happened to them? The gardener's job is also to pluck out weeds. Sing of joy and sing of grace. Welcome to our warm embrace. We name you now our kith and kin and invite you to our fires within. Should you ever tire of labor, the Delphic order is your name. So, they weren't going Carol. No. I'm sorry. Hazel told me not to tell you. It's very nice of you to do this. Should be. But this is the second time she's lied to you tonight, and now it unsettles me that I helped her. It's important for you to remember about Hazel. She's a good woman, and she holds the best interests of the Order at heart. But you should never, ever trust her. Episode features Joshua K. Harris as Rudy, Krista D'Agostino as Hazel, Pat King as Chester, Kim Fukawa as Joanne. Written by Bilal Dardai. Sound design by Sarah D. Espinoza. Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Recording engineer, Mel Bruder. Unwell lead sound designer, Eli Hamada McElveen. Executive producers, Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By Heartlife NFP. And a special thank you to our supporting producers, Mike Beal, Calico Davis, Steve Diamond, Bill Gardner, J.D. Horn, Olivia Howard Doner, Nick Keenan, Carolyn Koskasten, Megan McLean, Aurora Natalini, and Caitlin White. Heartlife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. Hello? Hello there. Joey! I remember you. Spike's friend. 
Are you supposed to be out here? What? Does the witch's altar belong to you or something? No, I just mean... I'm more of a witch than you are. If you're not careful, I'll turn you into a... Into a... Ghost? Ghost? <laughs> That's stupid. No, I was going to say a worm. And then I was going to stick you on a hook and catch a fish with you. Oh. We already got enough ghosts around these parts. Right, Wes? Do you know who I am? Doi. You know... What I am? Doi again. I'm not just Spike's friend, you know. I was Lily's friend, too, when she was Spike's age. And a few other girls before either of them. Then you're like me. A ghost. Me? Like you. You're like a baby to me. I should put a bottle in your mouth and sing you a lullaby. I've seen what you do for Dot. Thanks for doing that. I think Lily would have died of a broken heart if something had happened. Do you have friends, Wes? I think so. I thought so. You're wrong. That's not the way the water flows. We're friends to others, and they get to have us. We don't get to have them. That's not true. <laughs> Catch up! I'm not telling you anything true. I'm just telling you how things are. That doesn't... Never mind. It's like talking to a bag of marbles. I'm trying to have a grown-up conversation with you, and you're still just a thirsty sapling. A conversation about what? About everything! About Mount Absalom and Fenwood House. And about what happens when the doors begin to fall off their hinges. You're not making any sense. She needs you, Wes. She still needs you. Soon. Very soon. Go now. Go! Oh no. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Please hold. Your call is very important to us, and we will get to it as quickly as we can. The cataclysm is frightening for everyone. Remember, in times like these... We need to stick together more than ever. If you need emergency assistance, please call 999. Your position in the queue is 333. Hello, you've reached the Cataclysm Casualties Hotline. Can I take your name and date of birth? Peretti Green. Morgan Jones. Hu Jun Liu. Gwen Turner. Just call me Di. Okay, and who are you calling for today? My mum. Shan Thomas. She was in Aberystwyth. Matthew and Louise Turner. Uh, in Kirkwall, on Orkney. My father, Kai Liu. Ben. Ben Jones. I, I thought something on the news about a sea serpent. He's 15 years old. Anna and Sophie Green in Portsmouth. What's happening in Kowloon? Listen, is this real? I've been seeing news reports about dragons. Well, let me look that up for you. Where are you calling from today? Bristol. 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 Leicester. I'm so sorry. It looks like we haven't got anyone listed under that name on the database. This means they haven't been listed as a fatality. Call back tomorrow, and if you haven't heard anything from us or your loved one in three days, try the online form. I know this is scary, but it's okay. 
We're going to get through this together. Camla, a post-apocalyptic audio drama by Ella Watts, inspired by folklore and Arthurian legends. Coming January 2024. Produced by Tin Can Audio.